Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. So we started last week, we started a series uh, over January called Stronger. And I don't know about you, but every year I love to just reflect at the end of a year or at the beginning of a new year, I love to take some time out to reflect on what's happened in the last 12 months. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, unfortunately, in the real world, there's always a bit of ugly that happens in our year. And uh, as we reflect back on things, things that we were praying for, things that we were believing God for, some other things that we were believing God for, but they never came to pass. Some of the tricky stuff that took place in our lives. Some of the difficult moments that we may have experienced in relationships. Some of the tough times you may have had in your workplace, or maybe in your career, or maybe amongst family members as you review. And you can't help but when you do this, and the truth sometimes can really hurt, can't it? is that sometimes when we do a little review, and if we're really honest with ourselves, we realise that there were some things that happened we would have rather not happen. You know what I mean? Maybe some responses that we had, maybe we, we reacted in different situations, maybe we didn't step up to the plate when we needed to step up to the plate. Perhaps there were moments when we recognise and looking back where we allowed the flesh part of our lives to overrule a right response that you know things could have been different and as it is with all of us without exception when the pressure comes on your mental strength is tested amen as a man thinks in his heart so he is proverbs tells us and sometimes our mind takes a battering And we soon find out the strength of mind power that we hold in different scenarios. And obviously, every bad attitude that you and I have ever had, it started as a thought somewhere. A thought that didn't get checked, a thought that didn't get challenged within our lives. And those thoughts tend to run away on us. And they multiply real quick without having that guard at the front of your mind. So if we really want to be truthful about some of those scenarios I'm talking about. The problem was that we were too weak. We were too weak. And that's a hard truth to swallow. The Bible says in Joel 3 verse 10, let the weak say, can I hear that again? Joel 3.10, let the weak say, you see the reality is, is that there is a strength that none of us can have on board except we meet the one who designed us, made us in the beginning, who equips and arms us with strength. And when Jesus Christ came, and when Jesus Christ lived and modelled a life of strength, do you know how we know that? Because He was without sin. 
He didn't fold mentally under the pressure. We know, for starters, at the beginning of his year, three and a half years of ministry on the earth at the age of 30, he was tested for 40 days and 40 nights without food, directly confronted by the enemy of our soul, the devil, and he never folded. And you know, there's a principle in that in everything within your life. At the infancy or the beginning of the start of anything new that God wants to do within your life, it will be contended for by the powers of darkness. That's a principle. What happened to Christ at his birth? Herod got an insane jealousy. He wanted to be the only king. And he heard this talk that there was a baby that was going to be born around where the stars were. He met the three wise men that came. And this insane jealousy caused him to want to snuff out, right at the beginning, Christ's life. So even at Jesus' birth in his infancy, the devil was there to challenge. And at the beginning of anything new in your life, it will be contended for by the powers of darkness. That's a principle that we see time and time again. So let the weak say, I am strong. There is a strength that we don't have naturally on board with us that when Christ died, he died so that you and I wouldn't remain weak. We wouldn't remain in a position where we're continually feeling this pressure that's overwhelming our lives, that's coming over the top where sometimes we feel like we're drowning emotionally, we're drowning in our soul, and and Jesus wants to help us. He wants us to trade in that weakness that's in all of us. He wants you to become stronger. He wants you to be able to declare with confidence, I am no longer weak. I am strong now through the strength that Christ has given me. Amen. In your perfections, the Bible says, in your imperfections, Christ's strength is available to you this morning. So the premise of this series that we're doing over January is that right from the start of 2018, God wants to build strength into you and into me because there's a lot of things he's got planned over 2018 that he wants to see worked in your life, for your life to be touched, for your life to touch numerous other people. So this morning I want to talk. Last week we we talked about we talked about the, um, the fact that the way that we build strength, just like a bodybuilder builds strength, you can't have muscle without resistance. And so the last week's message was don't run from resistance. When things are getting tough, often it's fight or flight. How do you respond to it? When resistance is coming against you, this is how you build strength. You resist the resistance. When you're lifting that When you're bench pressing, when you're lifting that iron at the gym, and if you do it on a continual basis, as your weights get heavier, your muscles get bigger. You get stronger as a result of that. And it's the same in the natural as it is in the spiritual. As you continue to stand up against resistance, then that resistance is actually going to make you stronger. Have you ever found that? You went through a time of hell in your life. It felt like hell on earth. And you never thought you you were going to come out the other side. But when you came out the other side, you can look back on that time in your life and you can say, man, I'm a stronger person for it because I kept walking. I went down through that valley. I didn't stop and I came out the other side. Amen, church? So 
God wants to build that strength within our lives. You know, Jesus didn't die for us to stay weak. The very things that are resisting us are the very things that are making us stronger today. And remember the warning from last week was simply this. Don't take the path of least resistance. We're drawn to the easy road. We're drawn to the comfortable road. But sometimes the comfortable road isn't always the right road. God will give you seasons in your life where he'll take the pressure off. And we all go, praise God for that. Amen, yes, and amen for that. But sometimes when that tough path is staring you in the face, that's the path that God wants you to go. Remember what Jesus said? He said, broad and wide is the road that leads to destruction. In other words, the big wide road, it's an easy road to take. And he said, unfortunately, there's many people that are on that road. But he said, the straight and narrow road is the road that leads to eternal life. Can you hear an amen on that one this morning? So today I want to talk about something else that's going to make us stronger. And I want to talk about being flexible. Being flexible. And I'm not talking about yoga. I'm not talking about Pilates. I'm talking about your ability to bend when the tough situations come against your life today. You know, here's the reality about every life here in this place today. Here's the reality today, and it's simply this. Life is full of change. And if we're not flexible when the change comes, we become brittle people. And brittle people break. Brittle people snap. Now, this isn't looking down. I'm not talking about having a superior attitude, you know, like Nazism. They, they were the superior. They were the Aryan race. We're better than you. I'm not talking about that attitude. What I'm talking about is that unless there's a flexibility that's developed within your life, as soon as you come up against the harsh rod of something that's not willing to bend around about your life and, you, and you're not prepared to be flexible, then guess what? That brittleness will cause a breaking and a snapping within our life. You know, with, when, a, when a single person gets married, unless you have flexibility, come on, I can hear the murmuring of a big amen coming. Why do so many people have 12 months of not paradise? I've <laughs> sometimes what they'll call describe as hell on earth in that first 12 months of marriage. You know why? Because neither one is prepared to bend. <laughs> We had some pretty mean battles, I can tell you. <laughs> we both won because we're still married nearly 30 years on the 2nd of April. 30 years. <laughs> but I tell you what, we both got to the end of 12 months and we thought, nah. Nah. I think we, I think, do you think it might be better if we call it quits right now <laughs> while we're both still alive? <laughs> 
You know, or you come to the next stage, you get married, praise God, you get through that first 12 months. You know, and then, and you, you, at this point, you're kind of feeling quite spiritual. <laughs> you're, fe- you're feeling quite um, unselfish, uh, an overcomer. And then the first child comes along. And you thought you were a really unselfish person. And at 3 a.m. in the morning, attitudes start developing. No, it's your turn to get up. No, it's your turn to get up. And you begin to realize that how much when that pressure really comes on at such a, at such a close point of contact as having a child, you realize that there's still a lot of growing to do. And if you're not flexible, when the changes come, the big changes come within your life, you'll end up getting brittle and something will break off your life today. So the first point I want to make is this. Inflexible people become brittle people. When we're inflexible, we'll often break when life doesn't go our way. Look at this verse of Scripture. I had this one on my heart all week. Isaiah 42, verse 3. A bruised reed God will not break. And a dimly burning wick He will not put out. He will bring forth justice and truth. When you're feeling bruised and beat up, when you're feeling like your wick is near the end and the light that's coming off it is so small it's hardly giving any light to light up your path, I want to tell you it's right at that point of time when the bruises of life come your way that God wants to change something in you and in me to turn up the flame within your life, for your bruises to heal, and through those bruises you become stronger as a person. But you see, God's not going to snuff you out. God's not going to break that reed. And so as long as you, even in the midst of your bruises, as long as there's flexibility that's come within your life, then you're going to get through that season, and you're going to become a stronger person. So many snap. At those moments when the bruises are real, you know, and when there's punches on top of the bruises, I'm not talking about physical violence, I'm talking about when you start getting knocked around by life and you're still recovering from the last bruise and there's another tap on that bruise. Too many of us, that's when we snap, we give up and we say, God, why are you allowing this into my life? And we blame God for all the bad stuff that the devil has actually been sent against your life. My Bible tells me that God is not the author of evil, neither can he be tempted by evil. Amen? There's no deviation. God is a straight God. God is a good God. God is a God of love. It's people that misrepresent God. It's, it's stuff, even churches, it's stuff within our lives and Christianity, basic 101 stuff where love is not present, that we twist the gospel and manipulation takes place. None of us are perfect. And there is no perfect church on earth. Every church has got problems. Welcome to the real world. But we can minimize those things as we get a hold of God and as we understand that God wants to build that flexibility in our life. When we're prepared to bend, when things don't go our way, we will become stronger people. Here's an illustration. In 1993, some eco-scientists in Arizona, they created a bubble environment. They wanted to create the perfect world. 
So they, they created this huge bubble and they wanted to create an environment of perfection. So for three years, they put all this stuff at the beginning of it and then they closed it off. They had desert, ocean, rainforest. No one came in, no one came out. It was a perfect bubble world. But then the trees began to break at the top of the branches because there was no wind that had been allowed inside the bubble. And you know what wind does? It strengthens branches. And because there was no adversity, adverse environmental conditions inside the bubble, when the trees got to a certain weight, the branches just snapped. Could it be, friends, that we need our enemies? Could it be that we need adversity in our life? Because adversity is going to build you into a stronger person. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24 verse 10 says this, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. That's how you can measure right now where you're at. That's, that right there is a, is a um, litmus test on your life. When opposition comes against you, are you able to come against that opposition and still be standing at the end of it? Because if you give in, the Bible says that your strength is small. That's why we want to grow stronger within our lives. That's why we want to grow into bigger people as uh, representatives of Christ. The second point is this. Change is unchanging. There's one thing you can guarantee in this world, and that's change is coming its way. Amen? Change is a constant thing that takes place within our life. From one week to the next, to the next, to the next, there is always some variation that's introduced into our lives. And it rocks the boat. If we are inflexible, then change will wreck you. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Selwyn at, uh, last year, and he just started up his logging business last year. And one thing he understands about logging business is that you're working with hydraulics every day with heavy machinery. And when pressure's put on those hydraulic pipes, then at some point in time, they're going to burst. And that immediately means stop work. That means I've got to get this fixed. I've got to get this done. Now, he could have in his mind, I'm going to have the perfect excavator. I'm going to have the perfect digger. I'm going to have equipment that will never break on me. But you know what? That's a false economy. It's a false world. And so we will always have that pressure and the pressure of constant change around our lives. So what we've got to learn is to adapt to change. Be flexible in your life. So because if you're inflexible, when change hits, you become brittle and you will snap and you will break. You know, every time change comes within our lives, it brings an unsettling into our life. Even sometimes the smallest of changes, especially if you're not very flexible, you just got the same routines every day. It's coffee, 7 a.m. in the morning. It's uh, get my, my headspace in the right space. I'm going to have exactly this, this much time to get to work. There will be no traffic jams on my way to work. After all, this is Auckland City, the perfect city without any traffic problems. You get in a traffic jam, you miss that meeting that you were scheduled for at 9am and you know, you say, oh, it was the traffic and everybody's looking at you going, yeah, right, yeah, that's just another excuse. But the reality, friends, is that every time we hit a change within our lives, there is a subtle loss and subtle losses produce grief. And so really life is about managing your losses. Life is about managing grief 
when you had something, but a change came and you lost it, even if it's a small thing, it can still mess with your headspace. My Bible tells me that God is always up to something new. Isaiah 43 verse 19. Amplified version. Listen carefully. It says, I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? And then he says what he's going to do. Something very different. I'm going to put a road in the wilderness and I'm going to stick a river in the desert. Hey, that's upside down thinking. That's the things that can't normally be done. But God is saying, I'm a God. I don't change. I'm the same. I'm constant. But I'll bring variables into your lives. And your life is never going to be one of constantness. It's going to be one of variation and change. And so the sooner that we understand that change is unchanging, that change is constant within our lives, then we'll be able to embrace the change that has happened, is happening, and will happen within our lives. You know, here's the sticky point I really want us to get this morning. It's impossible to be strong without embracing change. So the sooner we teach our hearts to trust God and change, the sooner we'll live in a place of strength. We go to the rock who's higher than I. We go to that place where we know there's constant strength to support us in our weaknesses so the weak can say, I am strong. So the weak can say, I'm holding daddy's hand. He's not going to let me go. He's never going to leave me nor forsake me. That's what the word of God says. People might, churches might, but God will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be your constant companion in change. In the midst of those variations, you can trust God. So why don't you just say today, right from the start of 2018, I'm going to put my hand in the hand of the one who stilled the waters. Amen? And I'm going to walk with God through this thing. And no matter how hard it gets, I'm not going to let go of your hand, Father, because I know that you're a constant strength to me today. Here's some cheeky thoughts from Pastor Jared Cooper on how an inflexible person thinks towards others who live devoted lifestyles, who adapt to change, who aren't afraid of what tomorrow may bring. If there, here's, here's a way that you might be able to recognize some of your own thinking or your rigidness, your inflexibility towards others. Because when we're like that, when we're routine, when we're stuck in a rut, then when people who are willing to adapt and people who are willing to stretch themselves, people who are willing to go out on a limb, this is how we see them. Fanatic. What's a fanatic? A fanatic's anyone more dedicated than you. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hype. That's any news that makes you feel inadequate. Ah, <laughs> oh, workaholic. He's a workaholic. That's simply because they get to work before you do. Lazy, they're the ones that get to work after you do. <laughs> That's after you've had a go at the, uh, at the workaholic. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're very immature. And they're simply people having more fun than you. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's a prosperity preacher. That's just simply someone who claims that God wants to give you something. A heretic. Anyone saying anything that you haven't heard before. That's a heretic. Oh, he's just an extremist. People who get excited and worship. 
Ah, head in the clouds, that one, head in the clouds. That's simply anyone who's praying more than you pray. (laughs) Old-fashioned, they're old-fashioned. You know why they're old-fashioned? Because they believe in repentance and sin. They're old-fashioned Christians. Exaggeration, they're full of exaggeration. That's because they're sharing about the miracles that God's been doing just lately. (laughs) Ah, they're a flake. You know what a flake is? Anyone who claims to have experienced some supernatural phenomena in their life. Oh, yeah, they're just a flake. Anyone getting convicted yet? Oh, it's too good to be true. That's anything relating to faith, grace, or God's goodness in your life. They're OTT. OTT. You know what that means, eh? Over the top. And that's anyone who believes in faith that God's a miracle-working God. Oh, that OTT. Always praying and believing for miracles. So this is what happens to us. If we are inflexible, is that we actually put up defense mechanisms to deflect the change away from us so that we don't have to make the changes. We don't want to make those changes. We want to just remain the same within our lives. So I wonder today if there's any defense mechanisms that are coming up within your life. Third and final point this morning is this. The the flexible will flourish. They will flourish. Psalm 92 verse 12 says this. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. The Bible has lots of similes and lots of metaphors. And when the Bible chooses a metaphor, it chooses it for a reason. In 1996... I'd just taken my first mission team to the Solomon Islands. I had a team of eight people. And we were doing lots of travel amongst the islands. We were getting on these tiny little planes and flying to grass airstrips. And so I've always been interested in flying. My dad was a pilot and always wanted to be a pilot, but I was too dumb and too too blind. Too blind. I think I, um, I actually um, auditioned for that. I don't know call you audition. Audition? <laughs> audition for the Air Force? <laughs> how do you audition for the Air Force? Show me how you can fly, Superman. <laughs> Went for an exam and all these tests and everything else. And I was, having, I was in a real bad headspace that day. They went for the test. And then they came back to me and they said, we'd love to have you. And I said, oh, that's exciting. We, we can, we, you can come in and you can start at this level. We'd like to offer you as a, something as a cook. <laughs> so I've always been interested in flying, but, you know, I'm just a cook. <laughs> So we had, a, we had eight of us in this 10-seater, and, uh, and we were just coming into approach, and I was looking out at the island that we were about to land on, it was just the most beautiful thing, and I was in the co-pilot seat, and I had one of the old um, VHF video cameras, and I, so I was filming everything, I want to get the landing, you know, as we, you know, onto the pilot, onto the lap, you know, and um, this is live TV before live TV even came out, and, uh, and as I was looking through the viewfinder, I was looking out at the palm trees 
on the island and there's just hundreds of them. And suddenly I saw them starting to bend right over. The palm trees all in sync, they all started bending right over. So I took the video camera away and I have a look with my naked eye. <laughs> Is there something wrong with this camera? <laughs> And I suddenly realised that a cyclone was coming across the island just as we are about to land. And so the pilot said, brace yourselves everybody, we're about to hit some heavy wind. And uh, I got all the footage on video, I thought, at least they'll have some evidence. If we all die, they're going to have some evidence, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden the wind just hit us and we were just like... And we were just tossed around like a matchbox in the wind. And so the pilot just opens up the throttle. He goes faster. I'm thinking, Flip, aren't you supposed to go slower or something? He goes faster. And we come down on the airstrip and we're sideways. Here's the, here's the runway. You're supposed to come in like this. We're sideways to the runway. And then right at the last minute before our wheels touch down, he flicks the tail around. And then I turned the camera around, I still had it running, I turned the camera around and everybody's praising God and they're just about jumping out of the seat, they're having a hallelujah party because they didn't die, they all lived. So what's the point of the story? Because there is a point to the story. The point of the story is I couldn't believe how flexible a palm tree is. If the righteous flourish as a palm tree, that means when cyclones of adversity hit your life, you're able to bend until the tops of your tree hit the ground and bend without breaking. Amen? And so when we are flexible, when we begin to uh, understand the flexibility, they not being so rigid about life, when those adversities hit us, we can bend like those palm trees and not break. And not only that, did you know that every time a palm tree bends, its roots actually get stronger? So every future storm that comes its way, it's still able to withstand the storm and not get ripped out of the ground. You know, as a, young, as a younger church... You know, we've pastored five congregations, and we've had our last church. One of our last churches that we pastored, we had a ten million dollar facility, right in the heart of Cook Street, just up the road from the police station. It was wonderful. We didn't have to set up any PA system. We didn't have to lay out any chairs. We could just walk in on a Sunday morning, and it was all there for us. And all the setup team said. <laughs> that was like a mm, 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 amen, amen. Yeah, here's the deal. As a family, guess what I did with my family when my kids were growing? Nah, you're on a roster. You're on dishes. You've got to learn to vacuum. got to learn to keep. We all as a family are working together to make our family functional. And as a young church family, if we are inflexible... And we say, that's, that's below me. That's below me. I'm not going to do that task. <laughs> Somebody else can do that. I don't know why we're speaking an English accent whenever I'm... <laughs> I've been watching that series, The Crown, and I think I've just become... <laughs> the other day I was in a cafe and the lady brought me my coffee and I said, thank you <laughs> So flexibility means this. Flexibility means that there's work to be done. 
You can't be rigid about not doing the work. You've got to be flexible. Flexibility means that we've got to come here. Instead of just rocking up at 9.30, it means we've got to come here earlier and start setting up and, and, and putting this all together so that when everybody turns up, we've got the place ready for the family of God to worship. And so, you know, on that note, we'd love to have more of you come and join the, <laughs> join the setup team. Could you be a bit more flexible? That would be awesome. Don't be brittle about this, honestly. <laughs> hey, listen to this. Over the holidays, I was reading about a church in Asia. Right now in, in Europe, a bit like many westernized countries that, that received the gospel a couple of hundred years ago, well, in Europe right now, Europe is in a bad way spiritually. Europe is, a, they've got all these massive cathedrals that have no people going to them. They've just become monuments to something in the past. And so Europe needs to be re-evangelized with the gospel. And so I was reading about this church of 500 members in the East. And in the middle of, uh, in the middle of their service one day, a prophecy came out that the whole church was to shift to Europe. Somebody's saying, yeah, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Who's going to pay for our airfares? <laughs> and you know what they did? The whole 500 of them uprooted themselves from family, jobs, and church and shifted to Europe to evangelize Europe. How inflexible do we become over time? We often do get set in our ways. We often do have times in our life where we're just not prepared to even look at something because we've become rigid and inflexible. And I want to encourage you over this um, next year. You know, I, I think about some of the people in our church. In fact, probably most of them aren't here today. I don't think, oh, you know, Terry's there. Terry's there. There's Terry. Terry lives in Huia. Anyone know where Huia is? How long does it take you to get to church, Terry? 45 minutes on average. 45 minutes he drives past all these other churches to come to Faith Point. We've got Alistair and Melanie. Melanie walked into our church when we, used to have, when we started church and we had it up the road in a house. She heard us singing one day and she was walking her dog and she knocked on the door and she said, is this a church meeting here? And we said, yeah. And she said, can I come in? And she's been a member of our church ever since. And her husband started coming along. Now they've shifted and built a house up at Oriwa. You know, they still come here. They live in Oriwa and they come all the way down here. We've got Pastor Phil lives in Torbay. He comes down here. Do you know what all it spells? It spells flexibility. That they haven't become so rigid in their thinking, saying that I have to go to a church around the corner because they heard the call of God and they responded to the call of God. God often causes us things that require us to break out of our brittleness, to break out of our rigidity in order to experience the flow of the Holy Spirit over our lives. And we've got to be prepared to be flexible and to bend with God. Amen? And so as we come to an end of this message today, I'm not going to ask you, how bendy are you today? But I want to ask you, how open are you to adapt to change within your life? Jesus taught a short story, and he put it like this. 
He said, when somebody gets new wine, they don't put it into an old wineskin. Because if they put it into an old wineskin, the wineskin that's already been stretched has become inflexible and rigid with the bubbliness of the new wine that God puts into our lives. That he said, if you put it into something that's already stretched and rigid and inflexible, then it will burst and all the good wine is lost. And so you can see the parallels in this short lesson that Jesus gave to us as we finished the message this morning, and it's simply this. God wants to do something with the new wine in your life. He wants to pour the new wine of blessing, the new wine of relationship with the Holy Spirit, the new wine of thinking outside the box, the new wine of you developing a vibrant relationship with God and with Jesus this year. But He wants to ask you the question, are you willing to become flexible? Did you know that an old wineskin, they're made out of animal skins and they're sewn together? And over a period of time, they stretch until they, it doesn't look like they'll be able to be used anymore. But this is what they do. They get them and they soak them in water and then they get oil and they rub the oil into the skin to renew it. I want to tell you something today. All of us can be renewed to become more flexible. Will you become more flexible? Could we stand to our feet, please?